Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It is Friday, October 14th, 2022. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. I come to you each day. Uh, even when I'm out of town, I pre record this for you so that uh, you can continue to receive um, God's Word in your ears and to have its. Uh, way with you and also to be instructed in what it gives, right? Through catechesis. So um, it's my joy to be here, despite the fact that uh, I'm going to pack it all in in a few days before I'm gone. I'll be back on Sunday, of course, for divine service. So look forward to seeing you again in person then. Today, our catechesis will continue in the book of Genesis. Uh, we're still in chapter three, and we'll have the promise of salvation. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In reverse, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Psalm 33, verse 6. Our psalm is Psalm 148. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in all the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon, praise him all you shining stars, praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, praise for his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him, praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our catechism this week is the first article. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly 
true. All right, our first reading today is from John chapter 1, continuing where we left off yesterday, today with verse 43. Again, calling of the disciples. Then the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in, in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is or is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is true for the calling of all people, by the way, um, that even before we hear the word of you know a brother or sister or a pastor to call us to faith, that even before then Jesus knows and Jesus sees, right? And our names are written in his book of life, even before the foundation of the world. Isn't that beautiful? Okay. And our reading for catechesis today is from Genesis 3, beginning in verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. All right. Um, What's the importance of the first half of verse 8 in particular? They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They heard the sound, right? Again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? But in this case, when they heard, what did Adam and Eve do? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God, right? When they heard God walking in the garden, they heard the condemnation of the words of the law, and they hid, right? In the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And here comes God, right? Uh, Where did they hide? It says, we said yesterday, among the trees, right? Did they know that... Uh, what they had done and where they were. Yes. I should say, did God know what they had done and where they were? Yes. Right? Right. This is God's attribute. Um, His omniscience is the uh, Latin term. So, how about all-knowing? But notice to whom God first speaks. God called to Adam and he asks, where are you? Where are you? Why does why does God 
speak to Adam and, and ask that question if he's omniscient, right? Here, I, I believe God is seeking a confession from Adam that they had departed from his word. This is why God asks such questions, that Adam would confess and seek repent, in repentance seek forgiveness, right? But notice Adam's response. Whom did the man blame in verse 12? The woman, right? Adam blamed the woman whom God gave to him, which means that Adam was really blaming God. Yeah. What did he finally admit? She gave me of the tree and I ate, right? All right, so then God speaks to the woman. And who does the woman blame? The serpent. But does she also admit? Yes. Blames the serpent, but I ate. All right. What's the curse that God puts upon the serpent then? In specific, that he will crawl on your belly, you shall grow, and and the serpent would eat dust for food. What does it mean that the serpent would eat dust? All right, this is an interesting expression, isn't it? Uh, yeah, eat eat my dust, right? That's a, I guess, in racing, right? No, but that's not what's going on here. How about Genesis two seven? The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So he was dead until God breathed upon the dust, right? So then listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 5. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, right? So he's seeking to devour the man of dust, right? To destroy man of robbing him of faith in God and thereby taking his life. All right. Um, and then it says, I will put enmity. That word's interesting, isn't it? What is enmity? Usually describe it as uh, warfare, right? Uh, it could be hatred or strife. It comes from um, the Latin enemicus, which means enemy. Uh, we get it from old French enemisti, which is... Uh, also means enemy, right? It's to be, you are now at war with one another. Why is it placed between the serpent, and notice not with Adam, but with the woman, a serpent and the woman? It should be curious, isn't it? Yeah, this is a, uh, a big foreshadowing that the serpent would despise the woman. Why? Because she would give birth to the Savior. Uh, this off, this uh, translation rightly translates Sarah, the Hebrew, as seed. Some translate it as offspring. Um, seed is masculine singular, right? Whereas offspring is not, right? So why, is, why do you think, if you agree with me, why would that be essential uh, for the proper understanding of the text? Certainly how Eve understands it, that salvation would come by the male offspring, right? The male seed who would fulfill the promise. It is curious that um, here it's Sarah, but attached to the woman, um, which is already should have us a little confused. Wait a minute, the woman doesn't contribute the seed. The seed is given by the man, according to the rest of the Bible. This word is attached to men, um, but yet it's her seed. Hmm. Virgin birth, maybe? Yeah. Uh, what would cr- the woman's seed do? He would bruise or crush Satan's head. Right, that's a sign of removing Satan's headship or authority, and of course, um, life. And then, what would the serpent do to the seed, the offspring? Bruise his heel. Right, both the serpent's head being crushed and the and the seed's heel being bruised were fulfilled when 
How about that? Yes. At Jesus' crucifixion and death. Right? What a lovely picture to really confess that truth, isn't it? Okay. Are there other important figures or pictures of head crushing in the Old Testament? There's actually quite a few, right? So this is going to be end up being a repeated motif. Um, you have this with David and Goliath, where David removes Goliath's head after um, knocking him out with his sling, right? Uh, removes his head with his with Goliath's own sword, by the way. Uh, there's another famous story, well, not so famous, but one that you might read with Jael, J-A-E-L, um, and she uses the tent peg uh, to crush somebody's head. It's a fun story. Go check that one out, too. All right, let's summarize. First, Adam and his wife heard the words of the serpent and disregarded the word of God. Then they heard the sound of the Lord, just as the children of Israel heard him at Sinai, and they feared his judgment. Although they sought to blame others, even God, the accusation of the law required that they simply confess, I ate. So God desires that we speak the truth about our sins in confession. It was to these sinners that God gave the first gospel or good news of their salvation. This gospel is the power of salvation to all who believe. The curse upon the serpent speaks of the food of death, but the deliverance is in the seed of the woman. The promise of God is that a male born of the woman, not of a man, would be the Savior. The warfare between the seed and Satan would find its end at the cross, where the serpent's head would be crushed as the cross was planted on the hill known as the skull. Nice connection. The wounded feet of the Lord would walk forth from the tomb in the triumph that brings life to all who believe on his name. Excellent. All right. What did we sing yesterday? All right. Let's sing the first and last stanza today. Yeah. Enthroned in heavenly splendor, burst me and from the dead. You alone are strong defender, lifting up our people's heads. Imparting heavenly manner, stricken rock with a streaming sign, heaven and earth with loud horns and horn, worship you for them who die. Alleluia, Alleluia. Hallelujah, 
as an awesome that had glorified. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, in the first article of the Creed, you teach us that you are the God of self-giving love. You have created us and all things out of your fatherly divine goodness and mercy. We give thanks to you that for all that you have made, for every gift of body and soul, for our talents and abilities, and for all that you have given us to preserve us each day and to make us or make our lives enjoyable. You richly and daily provide us with all that we need to support us in this body and life. And you defend us against all danger and guard and keep us from all evil. Forgive us for not trusting in you, for failing to give thanks for all your gifts of creation, and for not using your gifts and loving service to others. Strengthen us by Jesus' forgiveness and love to rejoice in all that you have made and to ever thank and praise, serve and obey you all the days of our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, we implore you, grant that your, your people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray today with Russ, who celebrates his birthday. We pray for the households of our church, especially Alex and Emma, Ruth, Paul, Jim and Elaine, Jonathan and Kyle. Pray for, continue to pray for the work of Jonathan and Carrie with Lutheran, or excuse me, with Wycliffe Bible Translators and Lutheran Bible Translators. Pray for our catechumens by name, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for all those receiving treatments, recovering, or who are ill, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Christopher, Dan, Brad, Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, and Heidi. Pray for Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, Paul, and Pauline, or her homebound. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Orphan Grain Train. Pray the Lord give us victory over temptations and safekeeping from the devil's plots. And we pray for those suffering the effects of Hurricane Ian. And finally, we pray for Wendell, who mourns the death of his mother, Connie. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Um, come to you again tomorrow. We'll prepare for Sunday's, excuse me, Sunday's divine service um, by looking at Old Testament and Epistle reading, maybe a few other meditations as well. All right. 
And so with that, I bid you a fond farewell. We'll see you again tomorrow. God be with you all. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.